0: to check in live on the telephone with R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. I was wondering the other day whether my girlfriend and I would ever get back down to Mexico anytime soon. We seem these days instead to be sufficiently caught up in the heat of our own activities here on the Demi Tundra so that on an actual flight to semi-tropical venues is not as urgent as it once was only a few brief years ago. Rather, much of our wandering at the moment has become of the reflective variety, initiated by the latest volume we might have brought home from the new arrivals room at the local public library. Works with titles such as The Garden in Winter work well for us. They allow us to imagine how an American cranberry bush or a Corsican hellebore or primroses might look in our garden next year and how we might arrange to acquire them this summer and plant them so they'll take a stand against the winter whiteness next year. These verdant mental journeys are especially important to us these days, not only because we need something calorically viable to fortify our thoughts against the killing cold, but also because we need to keep reassuring ourselves that the flexibility of the next season surely will balance out the constraints of this current season. A couple of hours from now, this month's full moon, known as the snow moon, the wolf moon, and the hunger moon, will begin its brief life. Symbolically, it reminds us of these austere times when millions have recently become unemployed, with millions millions more expecting soon to become unemployed. When the original sense of the word economy, things having to do with the home front, becomes increasingly significant by the day. My girlfriend and I are thinking more about setting our house in order than we have in years, After all, it is our prime destination of solace and comfort after daily hours of toil in the world at large. Little changes or minor additions to the decor engender great value to us. One of the major office supply chains is closing a store in Bangor, so we picked up a few lamps at half price and added some visual warmth to some previously chilly corners. For the next several days, we'll also be traveling here and there into the world of floriography, the defining of flower meanings. Keeping straight that a freesia stands for innocence, a snapdragon for desire, a sunflower for pure thoughts, a sweet pea for delicate pleasure, a hyacinth for constancy, a larkspur for levity, an aster for patience, and a tulip for a declaration of love. And we'll work these up into an appropriate bouquet for St. Valentine's Day on Saturday. Meanwhile, we'll also be deciding how many grains of salt with which to take the latest offerings from the media, such as the news service report in one of this past weekend's papers telling of Jennifer Figg, who this past week emerged from the Caribbean Sea onto a beach in Trinidad, purportedly the first land she'd touched since leaving the Cape Verde Islands off Africa's western coast on January 12th. All told, she is said to have swum about 2,100 miles through strong winds and waves up to 30 feet. Rough calculations, therefore, have it that Miss Fig would have to have averaged somewhere around 100 miles per day. Could the media account be correct? That'll give me something to think about for a while during my daily swims at the YMCA while I'm trying to stay in shape for this ever challenging world of ours. From Orono, Maine, have a good day.